bad. Why is this happening to me again? This management prefers only others, not me. I know something is wrong with me. Couldn't explain it to anyone. It's like the people around me are keeping a secret. Sam, I feel very sad listening to this. It is difficult to lose a job, especially a job that you are so passionate about. I hope things work out better for you. I just have to go now, Sam. That was a dialogue between Sam and Pat. As you know by now, Sam and Pat are my fictitious characters. Sam has just been fired from his job that he's very passionate about. This is not the first time that he is losing his job. He feels so traumatized. He has been in three jobs in the last two years. As a scientific researcher, he feels his employers are bullying him. He is in a constant survival mode when he is at work. He is extremely cautious to avoid any confrontation and keeps to himself at work. It's, it's quite interesting to see that Sam has no friends at work too. Welcome to my podcast series, Elevate Your Relationship Fitness. I'm your host, Radhika Sundar, registered marriage and family therapist and founder of Om Family Therapy. In this series, I will be taking you on a journey to ramp up your relationship fitness in the three most important areas of your relationship, namely the relationship that you have with yourself, with your close family and with your work and community. These techniques have been proven to elevate your fitness in how you communicate, how you can be more regulated with your emotions and at the same time engage meaningfully with others on a day-to-day -day basis. In today's episode, I will be talking about, you must have guessed about it by now, trauma. All of us carry wounds from the past and these wounds can be an ordinary hurt to deep tragedies. Some of these will be easier to deal with and some of it may be very difficult and challenging. They can be difficult childhood, a messy breakup, a motor vehicle accident, divorce or infidelity and untruths in relationships loss of a job, emotional, mental and even physical or sexual trauma and finally not the least is the death of a loved one. Now we can understand the responses that one has to trauma and these responses are like a spectrum of conditions. Instead of looking at it as one single uh, disorder like a post-traumatic stress disorder, it is usually a spectrum of conditions. Now it can be something like a brief stress reaction that just gets better by itself and that would never require a diagnosis. Or it can be a simple post-traumatic stress disorder like if, if you have had 
a motor vehicle accident, you know how it feels to be sitting in the car and driving again. That just causes or takes in a lot of your effort, repeated effort to be able to get into the car and be driving again. Or it could be a complex syndrome of prolonged repeated trauma. People who have faced prolonged abuse have severe personality changes. They often experience a deformation of their relatedness and identity because they become very vulnerable to repeated harm. Now, this can be both self-inflicted. They might be, you know, doing it to themselves or it could be at the hands of others. Now, let me try to explain this with the example here. Now, some of us may have like a deep childhood wound and it can be related to a lack of attention or affection from the adults in our lives. When we are not seen for who we truly are as children or if we were abused or if we had witnessed abuse, the feelings we experience at that time can continue to pop up later in our lives unconsciously. Now we may try to fill what we are seeing here as a big hole because this is an unmet need from early childhood experiences and this forms a big hole and this hole there is a constant expectation that this hole has to be filled with another relationship or by engaging in a meaningful relationship with another person. So I did not get this enough attention in the past so I have a tendency that someone else would come into my life in future to fill out this hole. But the bottom line is no one can fix this hole but you. So there is this constant expectation that someone is just going to fill up this hole for us. When we become aware that there is no one who's going to come and fill this hole, I just have to work on it myself. That's when acceptance comes in and healing happens. So trauma, as I have been talking so far, can also be expressed as current difficulty, which has an origin in the past due to an adverse situation. But the current difficulty continues to be maintained in the present, usually with the habit of avoidance. So what just stands out, people who are traumatized, is the tendency to avoid adversities, which resemble something that has happened to them in the past. So what's holding you now is not your past adverse event, but the avoidance habit enacted or the avoidance habit that you are choosing to cope with after this adverse event has passed so many, many years ago. It is important to note that these habits, the past event that has really stressed or traumatized you cannot be changed. But the habit that you have formed, especially the avoidance habit that you have formed, can be changed. Now, let us see how to begin with this healing process. Now, there are two most important emotions that are generated. That is the feeling of shame or a feeling of blame. Emotions, in particular, can provide us with clues about what we need in order to heal from this traumatic experience. And these two emotions are 
shame and blame. Shame and blame are the two faces of the same impulse. Because shame is when we turn on ourselves directly. And blame is when we use the actions or inactions of others to turn on ourselves indirectly. In either case, we are the ones who are suffering. Now let's look at Sam here. So we see that there is some amount of shame where Sam says, why is this repeatedly happening to him? But there is more of blame because he thinks his employer is responsible for him to lose a job. How to heal? Now we can start the healing process by looking at any events or people that generate either a feeling of shame or a feeling of blame inside you right now. For example, if Sam thought about what is just making him feel that shame and what is making him feel the blame. So it can be looked at as taking some time to identify how the past experience is hurting you in the present. You can simply ask yourself questions like what actions or choices in my past or current relationship do I continue to judge myself for? Because the minute you start judging yourself, that's when you are experiencing this powerful feeling of shame. Where am I using other people's behavior in past relationships to keep myself down? So that just helps you to identify the feeling of blame inside. Next, it is important to know that dealing with traumatic memories means dealing with very negative emotions like blizzard of negative emotions. Now in the past episodes, I just spoke to you about the cost of rage and emotional cycles. Now with someone who is traumatized, these emotions are more intense and like I just said, they are just a blizzard of negative emotions. Now, how do you manage these emotions? I'm going to share with you the three-step process on how to manage these negative emotions that you get when you have a trigger of your traumatic past. So, the first way is to recognize that emotions are always part of our experience and understand that it is not the whole. Like your emotions are a part of you, but they are not you. It's like waves are not the ocean. So waves are what I'm referring here as emotions. So the ocean still continues to stay even when the waves come and go. Number two, learn to accept these emotions. Acceptance does not mean agreement or liking, but 
it means a stance of an attentive curiosity. Emotional acceptance is listening to you attentively. So take some time for yourself and try to engage in meditative stance where you are just focusing on your breath and try not to be alerted by the thoughts that bring the negative emotions. And number three, we need to realize that the information conveyed by our emotions is often distorted or incomplete. Now, you feel bad does not mean that you are bad. So we should not blindly obey our emotions. So we just realize moving from the past adversity does not happen on its own. It requires intentional and persistent work. It takes a balanced approach that acknowledges difficult past events and circumstances without giving importance to them as if they are the pillars of our identity. And by looking at it with this stance, it just directs us to acquire that mental health skill needed to appraise that situation accurately and deal with it successfully without being affected by the troubled past. Now, when we are able to manage our triggers, especially the slew and blizzard of negative emotions, with these three steps that I just spoke to you about, you will be able to manage the triggering emotions. By doing this, you have elevated the relationship that you have with yourself. When you are in that elevated state, you will for sure also see that you are able to engage with your family and other relationships and also meaningfully engage with relationships at work and your community. So managing your negative emotions and trauma triggers helps you to continue to establish relationships in the other circles of your life. Mm -hmm.